Hello and welcome to episode four of the Theatre Kid podcast. I'm your host, Carl Davis, and today I have a few tips that'll help you look and sound more professional in front of a casting director. This is the Theatre Kid podcast, offering tips and advice from industry professionals for actors, singers, and dancers who dream of one day becoming a professional performer. If you're here for the first time, thank you so much for checking us out. If at any point during this episode you go, hmm, that's really interesting, then please do hit the subscribe or the follow button. Um, And if you're a regular listener, then thanks for coming back. I really, really appreciate you. Hopefully these tips will help you out in the future. So let's dive into it. How can you look and sound more professional when speaking to casting directors? These tips, they're going to work for TV and film auditions, for musicals, for plays, even for college auditions. But... It's important that you know that when you're applying, you're not just speaking to one person. There will be a team of people responsible for handling your application. And it's that team of casting professionals you need to impress because it's them who'll decide whether you even get seen, never mind get the job. Inevitably, it's your talent that is key to you getting the job, but these tips will help you before you even get into the audition. So let's start from the beginning. Tip number one. Make sure you're suitable for the role that you're applying for. Forgive me for getting straight to the point, but just don't apply. Don't waste your time. Don't waste the casting team's time. Let's let's say the casting brief is for a white female, minimum height, five foot eight, with blonde hair. I don't know. Just an example, right? And let's say that you're white, you're five foot six, and you're a brunette, but you're happy to dye your hair blonde. So you're really close to being suitable, so you should apply anyway, right? Wrong. Because these casting professionals are going through thousands of applications for many different projects each week. They will not struggle to find someone matching those very specific casting briefs, especially a common brief like the one I've just mentioned. If there's something a little more specialist, like the character needs to be able to ride a horse, for example, and you're a really skilled horse rider, then you might want to gamble and apply because there's there's something unique about that casting. And they might forgive the fact that you're not a five or eight. But... If you don't fit all of the requirements, then it's probably not worth your time applying. The reason being, they might get excited by your profile. They might go through everything. And then when they see that you don't meet the criteria, they've used up valuable minutes on a profile that isn't suitable because of one tiny detail. Now, if they have to put you in the no pile because you don't meet the criteria that they've asked for, then there's a good chance that they might remember you as someone who doesn't read casting briefs properly and they might not want to work with you in the future you'll be giving them extra admin work because you're nearly suitable for the job. So if you're not 100% suitable, it's probably best not to apply. What if you are suitable? What if you match all of the casting requirements? That's where tip number two comes in handy. Tip number two, when applying, keep your email short. As I mentioned earlier, the casting team will be dealing with hundreds, if not thousands of applications. And quite frankly, they haven't got the time to read every detail of an epically long email. Some casting teams will love a little bit of personality in your email. Others will not be interested. And you can't guess which one they prefer. So make a decision on how you want to represent yourself and then commit to it. If you can show some personality whilst getting straight to the point, then great. Just make sure that you give them all of the information that you've asked for so they can get their admin done as efficiently as possible. Once they've met you in the audition room and they want to see more of you, they might then be a bit more personable with you. But 
their initial responsibility is to go through hundreds of applications and organize the perfect casting session. And that can be really stressful. So tip number two, make their life a little bit easier by being sympathetic and keep your emails short and to the point. Tip number three, format your CV, your resume properly. Casting teams will often use the casting website Spotlight and they have a very specific way that they set out their CV, their resume. So having a similar format to your CV is going to be really, really helpful. Let me give you an example. If a casting director wants to see how many languages you speak, or if you have a specific set of skills like horse riding or maybe skiing, they'll know exactly which section to look at to find that information. If your CV isn't the same format that they're used to, they're going to spend some more time trying to find the information they're looking for. Like it's only a small detail, but the casting team will really appreciate it. And in this case, I think it's important to blend in with a good CV rather than stand out for having a poorly presented CV. To help you out, I've put a link in the show notes to a CV template that I've made for you, showing you exactly what your CV could look like. I've also included some email templates to give you an idea of what you can include in your email to the casting directors. And I've made like a formal email template, an informal one, and like a really casual one for you. So you can choose choose what kind of tone you want to use in your emails. That's all available in the show notes right now. You can download that for free. Moving on to tip number four, have everything prepared for the audition. This might seem like an obvious one, but I was running a casting session last week and a guy walked into the room who looked great. He looked really, really suitable for the job, but he was not prepared for the audition at all. He hadn't decided what his audition pieces were, which meant his sheet music wasn't taped together properly. There was no markings on his sheet music for the pianist to follow. It was a shambolic audition and instantly an opinion was made by the casting team that if he was this unorganized for an important meeting like a casting, then will he turn up for the show on time? Is he reliable? All of this went against him and needless to say, he didn't get the job. Casting teams are not only assessing your ability to perform, they look at the way you speak to the assistants when you register, how well prepared you are, how much you know about the project you're auditioning for. Everything you do is important. There is so much competition and you need to do everything you can to be perfect for it. So tip number four, have everything prepared for your audition. And finally, tip number five, don't expect a reply or feedback from your audition. It's hard not to wonder what the casting team thought of your audition. Was it all right? Was it what they were looking for? When will I find out if I get the job or not? That's a really normal thought process, but more often than not, you're not going to hear back from them. Because like I said, they're going through thousands of applications every week. They don't have the time to reply to everyone. Some casting directors will do their best while others won't even bother trying. So my advice would be apply for the job, send in the self-tape or the audition, whatever you do, whatever they've asked for, and then forget about it. Completely let it leave your mind because more often than not, they're not going to get back to you. And if you're waiting for an email, letting you know how well you did, then you could be waiting a very, very long time. I think forgetting about it and then focusing on the next application is probably the best thing that you can do. Then if you get an email offering you a recall or even better, they're offering you the job, well, that's an absolute bonus. The last thing you want to be doing is applying for one job and waiting for a response because you may never ever hear from them. So my advice, apply for a job and then find another opportunity that you're suitable for and then apply for that one and keep on going until you're successful. 
I guess the next question is, where can I find these opportunities? And that is something we're going to cover in the next episode. But for now, that's it from me. If you found any of the tips and advice helpful today, then please do subscribe, follow. And if you're feeling really generous, then a five-star review would be super, super helpful. In the meantime, here's an audition song with a bit of character for the ladies. It's called I Can't Say No from the musical Oklahoma. It's a great um, character song. And here's a great contemporary audition song for the guys. Uh, it's called Lost in the Wilderness from Children of Eden. Uh, it's a high one, but it's such a good song to sing. I've put a link to both of those songs in the show notes to this episode. Uh, you should definitely check those out. Those are great audition pieces. But for now, that's it from me. I'll see you next time. Bye.